0: Mark, the 10th chapter, verses 14 through 16 reads like this. But when Jesus saw it, he was indignant and said to them, let the children come to me. Do not hinder them, for to such belongs the kingdom of God. Truly, I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall never enter it. And he took them in his arms and blessed them. Laying his hands on them. Good morning. This morning, as you know, or maybe you don't know, we are going to have a a baby blessing a little bit uh, later in the service, not long from now, actually. And so, I thought it would be nice to um, preach to the children today. Now, you adults can listen in if you want to, but I'm specifically going to direct this message to the children this morning. And so. Uh, Without preschool praise, I'd like to have preschool praise up here on the stage this morning. So I'd like to invite your children to come up onto the stage this morning. And I'm going to sit in this chair and speak to them face to face, eye to eye. So if you're comfortable with that, if parents, if you're a little uncomfortable with that, you can sit down here near them in the first row. Uh, but have the children come on up and sit down right here. I'm going to be you might want to face me. I'm going to be back here. So come on up. Feel free to come on up. Now, if you even if you act like a child, uh, you can come on down and (laughs) come on down and bring your child down here and sit with the rest of them. Thanks, James. And I'm going to talk to you this morning. Actually, we're going to play a little game, too. You guys like to play games? Yeah? Raise your hand if you like to play games. All right. All right. So come on up. Very good. How many of you know have ever played the Simon Says game? You ever played the Simon Says game? You know how that goes? Whatever Simon Says, you're supposed to do. Okay? Whatever Simon Says. I don't know who Simon is, but anyway, I played that game when I was a kid, and so I know you have, too, as you indicated. So we're going to play Simon Says as soon as Sutter gets up here. Come on, Sutter. You know Simon says. Okay. All right. So we're going to play Simon says for a minute. All right. So Simon says, touch your ear with your right hand. That's pretty. That's close enough. Okay. <laughs> Simon. Simon says, touch your ear with your right hand. He didn't. Simon didn't say take it off yet. He said. Touch your ear with your right hand. Okay. Simon says you can stop touching your ear. Simon says to raise your left hand. Okay. Now lower your right left hand. Oh, but Simon didn't say lower your left hand. Simon says cover your eyes. Okay. Simon says you can uncover your eyes. Simon says stand up. Okay, you can sit down. Oh, way to go, Ryan. <laughs> All right. Simon says you can sit down. Very good. It's really hard to follow directions sometimes, isn't it? You know, how many of you do everything your parents tell you to do? <laughs> Give them a hand. That's outstanding. When your mom or dad says, eat your broccoli, do you eat it? You do? You do? All right. When your mom and dad says, stop hitting your brother and sister, do you do that? Okay. Well, you probably aren't told that. Okay. See, that's what, what it means to follow directions. You know, when somebody tells you something, you need to know, you need to, if you lived in Old Testament times, you'd be really sad child because children in the Old Testament times had no rights whatsoever. No rights under the law. Uh, in fact, you were, a child was just about above a slave in the old Testament times. Uh, now maybe it feels like that sometimes, uh, in, in your family, uh, you don't really have a lot of rights. Do you? Your mom and dad make all the decisions, right? They call all the shots. Is that right? In your family? Is that the way it is? You can say yes or no. Okay. All right. If you're the youngest in your family and most of you look like you're the young almost the youngest Um, your rights are probably just above the dog or the cat right Uh, and sometimes it probably seems like the dog or cat has more freedom and rights than you do doesn't it how many of you live in a house or an apartment that has a garage do okay has a garage. you only have one garage okay you have two Wow, does it have one of those automatic openers where all you do is push a button and the door goes up automatically? remote Remote control, right. And you push that button and the door goes up. Well, when I was a kid, yeah, when I was a kid, we didn't have those. That's how old I am. We didn't have those. I was the automatic garage door opener. Every time we were going someplace, I had to open the garage door and I had to close the garage door. Whether it was raining, whether it was snowing, whether it was freezing ice outside, wind, wind like last night. I was always the one who had to get out of the car and open the garage door. My sister never had to do that. In fact, I don't think she's ever had to open a garage door in her entire life. I, that's because I was the youngest. And they made me do, do that work. Now, being the youngest, as maybe you are, or one of the youngest, doesn't mean you're not loved It doesn't mean that what you want is not important. It it certainly is. It just means that you're kind of at the end of the line in regard to what you want in the family. But I want you to know something. I want you to know that Jesus has a special love for those of you. Am I not talking loud enough? (laughs) Jesus has a special love for those of you who are at the end of the line. In the world in which we live, it's all about those who are at the top. Everybody wants to be number one, right? But but Jesus, he cares mostly about those who are at the bottom, the ones who are at the end of the line. I knew I was going to be overstaged here this morning. I, when I was in school, I was always at the end of the line. You know why? My last name begins with T. T is the 20th out of 26 letters in the alphabet. So whenever we did something in school, I was always one of the last ones called. Because not very many people have a last name that begins with U or X or Z. So I was always one of the chosen last for everything. One time Jesus' disciples were arguing about who was number one. And Jesus took a child like you and and he stood him right beside him. And he told his adult... Apostles, he said, you guys need to become like this child. And unless you become like one of you, he said, you'll never enter my kingdom. Wow. So in other words, the kingdom of God is made up of people who are kind of at the bottom. The people who are at the end of the line. The people who don't have a lot of money, don't have a lot of power, don't have a lot of rights. That's the kingdom of God. That's what it's made up of good that's good so it's not about the people who are at the top yours is small okay all right he he says the people who are at the bottom in this life are going to be at the top in heaven how about that you want to be number one in heaven yeah yeah that's the people that that like you and me who who don't have a lot of power who are sometimes used as garage door openers Jesus cares so much for those of us who are at the bottom that he wants everyone else. You have before? Really? You have? Are you sure? Okay. Are you guys telling the truth? Remember, that's important here. We're talking about, we're talking about that, telling the truth. Okay. Jesus loves you so much that he says anybody who mistreats you, is going to be really, really sorry that they did. Now, I would never threaten your parents with that. Okay, if your parents ask you to do something and you say no, and, and or if they if you ask them for something and they say no, don't say to them, "Hey, Jesus is going to get you for that." Okay, don't ever use that with your parents. don't Don't go there. But I want to explain a couple of ways that Jesus is looking out for you. Okay, a couple of ways that Jesus is looking out for you you know as a child and you're a child right you're a child right you're all children you don't know as much as your parents do right you don't know as much as they do they're old they've lived a long time a lot longer than you have so they know a lot more than you you do your grandparents know even more than your parents do the problem is your grandparents can't remember most of it <laughs> I, can remember, you know. I know when you're young like you you can remember all kinds of things I can Yeah. And when you don't know very much, you can easily be tricked by the devil. Because he can make things that look good are actually – he can make bad things look good. The devil is so tricky in that. He, he's so good at that, that. He Sometimes he tricks your parents. Sometimes he tricks me. Sometimes he tricks us in, into that, that he can make things that are bad look good. The devil can use your friends to do that. He can use music. He can use video games. He can use movies. He can use anything like that to trick you into doing something that's not very good. So without your parents, without your parents, you can be tricked into doing bad things, things that will get you into a lot of trouble. And you don't like to get in trouble, do you? You guys don't get in trouble, do you? No. Uh. Raise your hand if you you don't get in trouble. You don't get in trouble. Okay, well, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. I got into trouble a lot when I was your age. You know why? Because the devil tricked me. He made me think that if I wanted to do something and my parents said no, I could do it anyway. And they'd never find out. And that was a lie because they always found out. And I got into all kinds of trouble. I could go into a into it, but I don't want to turn this into a counseling session here. Even parents are sometimes tricked by the devil. That's how tricky he is. And it takes a long time to be able to know the difference between a, one of Satan's lies and the truth. And that's why he gave us the Bible. The Bible tells us the difference between a truth and a lie. So it's good to read your Bible. Do you guys read your Bible? Yeah. All right. That's what I like to hear. You need to be reading your Bible. Because. easy to get tricked it's easy to get tricked and because you're not old enough because it's easy to get tricked by the devil and you're not old enough to know the difference sometimes god now listen to me god wants you to obey your parents. he wants you to obey your parents sometimes it probably seems like your parents don't know a thing but jesus knows what he's doing here that's why he gave you parents. He's using your parents to teach you and to protect you. So always listen to your parents. Always obey your parents. He says that twice in the Bible. He says, obey your parents because it's right. You know, and I know some of you probably spend a lot of time not only you know, with step-parents, grandparents, other caregivers. If your parents are not around – then you need to listen to your step parents. You need to listen to your grandparents or your, whoever your caregivers are because, in that situation, Jesus is working through them also. Another reason why you should obey your parents. Second reason because Jesus really likes it. He's pleased when you obey your parents. Or when you obey, if your parents aren't around, he's very pleased when you obey your step parents, your grandparents. Your caregivers, he likes that. So, you know, we want to please God. It's all about pleasing God. That's what life is about. Life is all about pleasing God. And so when you obey your parents, you're actually obeying God at the same time. We're getting kind of casual here, taking the shoes off. That's okay. I want you to be comfortable. Jesus also wants you to do something else. How many of you know what the word respect means? Respect your parents. Okay, how do you do that? How do you do that as a child? What that means is don't talk back to them. Don't be mean to them. Don't be angry. Don't yell at your parents because Jesus is using your parents to care for you, to take care of you. Okay? Imagine what it would be like not to have any parents. You know, there are some children in the world that don't have parents. There are even some children in the world that don't have grandparents. I mean, think how terrible that would be if you didn't have parents. Jesus wants you to have parents who love you and care for you, and he's given them to you so that you can have a really good life, okay? He's given you grandparents for that reason. He's given you step-parents for that reason. He wants you to have a really good life. Now, that doesn't mean that they'll be perfect. Your parents aren't perfect. Nobody's perfect, even you. But he's given them to you so that you could grow up in the care and protection of people who know you and love you. Okay? That's what Jesus wants for you. Because he loves you. Okay. You've got a lot of people helping you, don't you? Yeah, I know. So, Jesus, you're lucky. Jesus wants you to be nice to your parents. Being a mom and dad is a lot. Believe this or not. Being a mom or dad is a lot harder than being a child. It's really hard sometimes being a mom and dad. So, Jesus wants you to be extra nice to them. And being nice to your parents will make your life better. Right, Sutter? Okay. Sometimes, did you know that Jesus was your age once? Yeah, Jesus was your age once. He was, he was a child just like you were at one time. And he had to obey his parents too. It took him a while, but he finally learned how to do that. And he was really good at it. So I want you to remember that Jesus loves you very, very much. And because of that, he's given you parents and step-parents and grandparents and other people who love you and take care of you. Now remember, you don't know as much as they do, so you need to obey them. Jesus wants you to obey your parents. Your life is going to be a whole lot better if you obey your parents. Take it from somebody who had to find that out the hard way. Also be nice to your parents. Um, They're God's gift to you. God gave your parents to you just for you because he couldn't be here in person to take care of you and to love you. So he gave you parents to do that in place of them. So. We just we played Simon Says already, but you can at this point. I'm I'm I, I hope that was in. I, I hope you like that. I hope you like the game Simon Says. We can play it one more time. Simon Says go back to your parents. <laughs> Simon Says go back to your parents. You can go back to your parents now. Thank you for being such good listeners. Don't forget your socks. You can come this way, Sutter. You can come this way. That's it. There's mom right there. Well, they were pretty good. I knew they would steal the show, but that was okay. You know, the family is, is a beautiful creation when it functions the way God intended it to function. When husbands function the way God intended husbands to function, when wives function and live and act uh, the way God intended for them to function, and when families function the way God intended, it's a tremendous blessing to your life. And more importantly, it blesses and glorifies God. You know, Satan will tell you that there are other family structures that work just as well. But that is a lie. There's nothing better because the family was created by God. And so for us as Christians, that's a message that we need more than ever to get out into our society and to be unafraid to tell the world that the family structure that God designed is the one that is the best. It's the one that endures. There is, however, one family that is better than the human family, than the biological family, and that of course is God's family. God is the perfect father, and God never makes a mistake, and he always is there for you. Everything he does is for your good and he wants you to be his child and so he's willing to adopt you into his spiritual family. And and that is the family that will be eternal. And, and that occurs of course when you confess your faith in Jesus And when you repent of your sins and turn to him and die to sin and baptism and the water is warm and the water is ready this morning, if that's something you've been contemplating doing, we encourage you to do that, to be part of God's family. There is no better place in the world to be than in God's family. And so we encourage you this morning to be part of that family. We encourage you to respond. And you can respond several ways. You can go to the back and an elder will meet you there. Or you can come to the front in in one of these seats, these vacant seats in the front and help you. We will help you. If you're ready to be part of God's family this morning, we'll help you to be, be ready as well. So we invite you to come right now as we stand, as we sing.